0: Hi, I am Ahanu, and you're welcome back to part two of our discussion on understanding humanity's genetic origins. If you missed the first part, we encourage you to go back and have a listen because the questions just kept coming in. And many of those first part questions are given further understanding in this, the second half. And by way of a summary of these two sessions together, entitled Understanding Humanity's Genetic Origin, we found that what we've been read and what we've been taught are two different things and they're not always correct. We realize how much we don't actually know. We found out how much of our history has been hidden from us. We found the real purpose of control dogmas on Earth We found who the elite are and why they want to keep their bloodline pure. We found that it is possible to change our DNA and we found we can consciously increase our frequency. You may remember that in the first half of this episode on understanding humanity's genetic origins, who were the Nephilim? Did the Nephilim mate with humans? Where did the Nephilim come from? Were the Nephilim barbaric? Did the Anunnaki create the Nephilim? Are the Nephilim related to the Elohim? Are we the offspring of the Nephilim? Are we the offspring of the Anunnaki? (laughs) See where this is going? Are the elite the offspring of the Anunnaki? Who are the elite descended from? Were the Egyptians' Anunnaki? Were the star people? Did humans originate inside or outside this dimension? Did the original human have six fingers and six toes? Has the biblical original sin anything to do with our DNA coding? Is Genesis just a summary of millions of years? Of evolution. So have a listen to our conversation and let us know your thoughts.
1: And we're back, Ahano. Aren't we having a quite an interesting conversation as usually happens when we start this? So where were we, Ahano? Let's continue.
0: Right. So, in, the earth. in that way, then, our DNA, right now, the modern human, our DNA, then, is it fair to say that that is a, a huge mix of Everything that's gone before it. So when I asked about what is the origin of the human, can you say that we are descended from, like the way you might do a genealogy, saying I know who my father is and I know now who my grandfather is and his father, and then go, go back through the records and the burial records and the marriage records and go back. Is it possible at all to even arrive at a beginning point for the human?
1: Well, not when you have angelic humans and then you've got Pleiadian humans and then you've got, if I went back to an original, I'd say the original, let's see, how can I say this? When we talk about mixed breeding of races, right, which is after the fact, right? Now you've got all these different races here and they, except for the elite, they try to keep themselves thing, but even they've gotten diluted somewhat, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. In recent times. But it looks to me that it was, you had all these races of beings that had come together in Atlantis, that in Atlantis, there was many, many, many different races of beings that had taken up residence here, let's just say. And after that, we had all kinds, we had, you know, Germans mating with French and French, you know, Mm. that evolved to countries and countries, species intermingling and so now we do have a human race that is very mixed. Right. A lot of different things present in present day. Right. And that's why you could take a DNA and you could say, oh, I've got part Native American, I've got part yes Middle Eastern and all of this, because that is the mixing of all these different species across the board that ended up mating with each other and producing a soup. We're, we're a genetic soup at this stage. Okay, now you're Irish, right? But if you did your DNA, you might find that you were also German or you were also Italian or, you know, it would might be Well, in certainly there. the
0: Celtic races originated, they say, in the Middle East way back. But that might have been at the time of Sumeria also. Right, or, but or... see,
1: well, the picture I'm getting is that by the time Atlantis was here, in Atlantis you had a lot of different species of, you had a lot of different races of beings who had come from different places Mm -hmm. that were here. Okay. And they they were doing research and they were developing things and they were doing all sorts of stuff. And after that, after Atlantis kind of broke up, the continents all split and went to different parts of the world because of earth changes and stuff, the ones that were left, they started intermixing. And that's when we started to have a lot of mixed beings. Okay. Where, where even in Atlantis, it looks like they pretty well bred within, within their own, you know what I mean? But once, once everything got scattered to the four winds, let's just say, right. So
0: that's like the tower of Babel story that, that basically pitted one against the other. And uh, what's, what's the way they say it in the Bible, tied their tongues or thwarted their speech or, Made them different, so they couldn't communicate with each other.
1: Well, I don't get that with the people in Atlantis. I get they all got along well. They were
0: just no. I'm talking about the tower, the Babel story.
1: Oh God, you're jumping around like crazy here. Where that originated from? I think that was more later. Yes. I mean, not earlier, but later, more modern, coming more towards modern times when when things had devolved. Let's say to the place where there was a lot less cooperation and and people's tribes started warring among themselves. Now,
0: speaking about war then, was there conflict always in the DNA of the earth people, irrespective of where they came from? In other words, what I'm trying to get at is when you mentioned angelic human earlier on and you said that they left or, or some of them left, has there ever been a peaceful, loving human on the earth exclusively? Or has there always been this warring faction, this this greed that it continually corrupts and has us in the present-day situation that we're in?
1: You know, I don't get that the angelic humans were warlike at all. I get that they were genetically very peaceful. And I can see why they would be called the angelic because of that. Like you say, coding, right? Okay. Angelic coding. And they were early. They were real early. Like the Pleiadians that I'm perceiving don't seem like they were particularly warlike either. A lot of the people that were in Atlantis don't seem to be warlike. They look like they were scientists and researchers and there were families and a lot of development of the earth going on. So, you know, I'm seeing the Anunnaki being a bit warlike wherever they came from. They didn't originate here. They look like they came from another place. You know, the word they're giving me isn't warlike. The word they're giving me is um, they were more self-serving rather than be trying to develop a planet or try to develop a species. They look like they were more self-serving. It was stuff was for them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you want to say possessive or you want to say. Selfish. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. That's what they look like to me.
0: So given that. And that creates warlike people. Yes. Okay. Given that, and you mentioned about angelic humans having the coding that made them more loving and more peaceful. So if. It's more pure coding. Yeah. So if we don't have that pure coding, is it impossible for us? under our present DNA structure that's been handed down and bred, that we're bred into, that's bred into us, is it impossible for us to be peaceful and loving?
1: No, because we do have that coding in us, as well as other things. But we do have that original coding.
0: Yes, but it's, it, it, it's it must there. be proportionally, though it must be a small amount.
1: No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, but this is when it comes down to now, here we are this day and age, with you know teachings that are telling us that we're a mixed bag, basically, and we we have to be conscious of what we're choosing, mm-hmm. okay, because that determines which aspect of all this mix do you bring out in yourself, in yourself, in your world, but the coding is there, the potential is there to be all kinds of things like they say that you know every human could be pushed to murder right yes. okay so that's there but if you're at that place you have a choice you could energize it part of yourself or you're not whatever so that's really what it's about it's like
0: well in a way that's the lord of the ring story too isn't it that every human could be pushed to cannibalism also for out of necessity for survival as it were but is that angelic
1: well it's not the angelic coding, but it, it, it's it's coding. Yeah. And like you say, perhaps the circumstances or the environment dictates a lot of what you do choose in dire circumstances. But even what I'm hearing even now though is not necessarily. For example, we're looking at uh, you know, all these earth changes that just happened, right? These hurricanes with lots of devastation and and people could be going around murdering each other and killing each other for goods and all sorts of stuff, but you're, you're not hearing about a lot of that. Okay. You're not here. You're hearing more about, you know, who's sending stuff to help and who's helping who. And, and in that, those situations, those are survival situations that could bring out the absolute worst in somebody. Okay. But we have seen some of it like with looting and stealing and but you're not looking at bestiality, for example. You're not looking at dire evil. You're looking at it bringing out, you know, from what we're hearing anyway, uh, cooperation among people and rebuilding. And and they're calling on their their angelic coding for that. That's what an angelic being would do. We would say, how can I help? You know, how can I?
0: But is that? in a way, what the elite are trying to do is to breed out any corruption and just purify the bloodline. And is that also what the likes of Hitler was trying to do in terms of purifying the Aryan race?
1: No, because, you know, the elite are trying to stay elite. Okay? They're not trying to purify anybody else. They're trying to stay elite and be in control of all the other people who are not elite. They want to keep them working for them. That's a whole different thing. Okay. And Hitler, Hitler was really distorted in his mind about that because an angelically coding being, you know, would never murder somebody instead, you know, they would try to uplift those people. You know, so if you if you think of stories of avatars that have come here and and tried to um, you know teach people to make different choices and do good, and in a way you can see where all the rules of religion came from, right? Get the get the the soup to behave, you know what I'm saying, or go to the high moral ground. In other words, you know, some of them had that, you know, as part of their program however, it didn't always turn out that way as we know. but that's a good example though because even when somebody's given guidelines into choices and what those choices could be with what you're made of. so let's talk because we're really getting off on tangents here, but let's talk about people who are born again, for example, right? In a way, you can see how they why do they consider being born again as being saved? because they're making good decision. To turn their lives over to something that is loving and benign, okay. They're basically saying, "I understand that I'm a mixed soup, but I'm going to make a choice that my life's going to be good, okay. That I'm going to be aligned with with a higher moral consciousness, and that's that's my choice. So therefore, in a way, they are saved from all the lesser." choices that they could make because that decision keeps their minds on a straight path right now there may be distortions in terms of judgment and all that stuff but you can see how religions would be guidelines ten commandments all of that kind of stuff to keep people kind of choosing moralistic things as opposed to acting on the parts of them that might not be so honorable So that's what that's all about. It's just that you got it mixed in with control dogmas that evolved out of that and stuff like that by people whose consciousness was not of the highest order. And we see it now with all the pedophile stuff that's coming out in the priesthood. Well, where did they go wrong? (laughs) So you got this whole big soup, but inevitably it always comes down to what is an individual going to choose? Given that you've got all these parts of you that could react in so many different ways to all kinds of situations, it's still up to you which way, would do you align with? And you and I have talked about this before in terms of frequencies, right? Which frequency are you gonna, we do it with paradise earth. We take people into a meditation. And we have the quantum jump to the frequency of paradise earth so that they can feel it and experience it. And we understand that we're jumping a different time track of the earth, one that is has become paradisical. And so we're consciously switching tracks to that choice. And by doing so, you align yourself with that energy. So yes, people on the earth have angelic coding some have more than others some could have a stronger portion of it than others some have a pure memory of it or whatever and then you've got people who from all kinds of different past scenarios but it still all comes down to what are you going to do when you're presented with a choice that either that aligns you with whatever particular coding could have happened in the history in the earth Good, bad, ugly. What what are you going to do? So this is why, this is why when we look at our world today and we look at the mixed bag that's going on and all the different reactions and all the different choices people are making, it's very revealing to see which part of them comes out and which part do they energize when being put in these different scenarios.
0: Well, the part that I see coming out and Rose is, it reminds me of the story of how they train the Indian elephants. And what they do is they get the elephants when they're very young. And I'm likening this to our DNA when it's young. I, so you take a young elephant and they chain it. They chain one leg To a very, very strong stake in the ground. And the young elephant realises very quickly that it's chained and it can't move. It's restricted, it's limited. And again, the parallel here is our DNA being restricted, being limited, and coming to a place in our minds where I can't do that. Like I can't fly, I can't breathe underwater, I can't survive without food. These limitations that we believe we have. And then as the elephant grows up to be a huge strong monstrous being still has the belief system inside itself that even the smallest chain can hold it once it feels the little tug on its leg it doesn't try to uh, break it because it knows that or it believes that that chain is strong enough to hold it there and in the same way i believe that humanity is limited in that way i believe that our potential is severely curtailed somehow. Now, how that happened way back, whether it was the Nephilim, the Elohim, the Anunnaki, whatever beings or races of beings or whatever circumstances there were or whatever fall event took place, I do feel that there are limitations on the human capacity and the potential is there for sure. But that's why you have people who, will not or feel they cannot act against an oppressor. It's why you had millions of Jews walk into gas chambers because they did not know that they could resist. They did not realize that they could say no. And the same is true of society today. I mean, we're putting up with all kinds of abuses of every kind simply because we feel such limitation in our ability to do anything about it. And I think that's coming from the limitations in our DNA or the limitations in our consciousness. Now, where, where it's bringing me to is, in terms of a, a conclusion, yes, if we were to work on the little glimmers of hope, the glimmers of the angelic human that are in us that says, You are unlimited. You are invincible. Now, it's hard to believe that at first, but the more you nurture that consciousness, allows us then to develop those qualities. And this is why you have people who are altruistic and very loving in the world today, because they've developed those particular traits. But that's not true of everybody, and that's why we have wars, because some commander, some leader, some president will say, I'm recruiting all the young people aged between 18 and 50. And what do all the people aged between 18 and 50 say? Yes, sir. Well, we, we we don't all do that anymore. Well, uh, I mean, it's still the same now as it was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Very little has changed.
1: Okay, well, I'll give you some of that, but I won't give you all of that. In other words... I don't believe the DNA is limited at all. In fact, science is proving that the DNA responds and changes itself according to emotions and all sorts of things. It's not fixed like we've been led to believe. It's very malleable. So, that whole DNA thing can change its structure and it and it does change its structure When you make choices that are more loving and more benevolent, it does change. Just like when you make a decision that is the opposite of that, it tightens up and it restrains and it gets limited. I mean, I don't think we have any clue of the abilities that are locked within the human body. I don't believe we have even a clue.
0: We're starting to... In the same way as the elephant doesn't have a clue of what freedom is in that way
1: right so the potential is there so what i'm saying is that this is why it matters what a person decides to do in any given moment and yes some people's consciousness and their belief systems might be more limiting than others but look we're all in this together in the sense that you could say that we're all connected to the big, giant, subconscious mind of all of us, which means that at any given moment, you could be thinking very limited and low of yourself and the world and and very powerless. And then in another moment, a wave could come through where you're feeling very powerful and you're exhibiting some sort of vast victory within yourself. So we're all in this flux, this flow But what I'm trying to say, too, is that we do have the capacity to stop in the moment and take a look at what is going on around us and make choices around it. We don't have to go with the whole big negative flow that's going on. We we don't have to get on the bandwagon of who are we going to blame, who are we going to point the finger on for the condition of the world. We don't have to do that. We can understand that we're all in this big woven pattern with each other, And what we do decide does make a difference what kind of stitch goes in that tapestry. So when we look at the history and we try to understand ourselves and how we got to the former end or if we're, you know, one of the things I want to question is that some of those stories that we're investigating now, Hano, about what happened back in the beginning and, and all of that. You know, those stories that basically say that there could be a species that fell out of God's grace and is doomed to this planet forever, never with any hope of escape. That's never been anything that I could ever embrace. And now that we're at this, it's got to be another show. Because in that question could be all kinds of things like examining hell states and heaven states and what about it all, Do you know? I do. But but that's another story.
0: Yes, it is. It is. We do have to draw to a close. We do hope you've enjoyed our discussion today where we started off talking about the angelic humans, the Nephilim, the Bible, the giants, and them being cannibals, the daughters of men. Where do they originate from? We spoke about the angels falling, the fall of man. Um uh, We talked about the offspring of the Nephilim and the demons, original sin. We spoke about the Anunnaki. We spoke about the limitations and restrictions, if any, on our DNA and the forces that are at work on the earth today. And we also did pop in there two questions about the numbers of fingers and toes on the original human and elongated skulls. Boy, we covered a lot, Angel Rose, in that short space yeah, we, of time. We dipped our toe in a huddle. We did, yeah, yeah. So we will expand on this. I think it's necessary. And I'm finding things coming clearer now for myself. And also, I do know that these are the very kinds of questions that a lot of people want to answer, but don't know how to frame them, or maybe never even ventured to look that far back in history. I mean, we are talking millions of years, we're not talking just a few thousand, because if you were to go on YouTube or any metaphysical podcast, they will be talking about the Egyptians, talking about the Sumerians, talking about the Aboriginals, talking about the Mayans, the Incas, all that. And that is relatively new, that is really, really modern in terms of where we're talking about, we're talking millions of years of history. And I think it is important to get an understanding. So we are coming to the conclusion that we have the potential. The angelic human potential is in all of us to be loving and peaceful beings. So until the next time.
1: Until the next time, Ahanu. Next week.
0: We say thank you for listening to myself, Ahanu, and to Angel Rose. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this discussion on understanding humanity's genetic origins. Remember, this discussion was in two parts, so make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or on our podcast at honesttogodseries.com, just so to make sure you never miss an episode. Also remember to check out our new World of Empowerment website, where we have a whole new program of spiritual goodies just for you. You can find that at worldofempowerment.com. So until next time, bye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.